All right, everybody, and welcome back to the Wisconsin Show Choir Download. I'm your host, William Soki, and this is episode number 49 of the download, and this is the third competition weekly episode of the 2023 season. As always, this episode is brought to you by Barstool Show Choir. Go to Barstool Show Choir for all of your nationwide show choir content needs, nationwide previews, nationwide reviews, things like that. Perhaps you want to expand your show choir horizons, give Barstool a look. This is a competition weekly episode, and last week's episode was also a competition weekly episode. I do have a couple of apologies to make in regards to last week's episode. Number one, I just wholesale forgot to include one of the events that was happening in Wisconsin this weekend. I think this is the first time that's ever happened to me, where I just flat out forgot something, but it happened and I do want to apologize to everybody at Janesville Craig for completely forgetting to mention their event on the podcast. The Craig preview night happened on Thursday the 12th, and it featured Janesville Craig Spotlighters, both of the choirs from Milton, both of the choirs from Fort Atkinson, and then a show choir from Janesville Edison Middle School, which I would assume is a feeder school to Craig. So by all accounts, based off the pictures and comments and whatnot that I saw about it, it was a very successful event, so that did happen. I apologize for not covering it in last week's episode. The other apology in regards to last week's episode is that it was released on Thursday. I did get a little bit behind on my week, so I apologize. It's Monday night when I'm recording this, so hopefully this will either be out late Monday or early Tuesday, but anyways, giving all of you listeners more time to listen to the episode before this week's competitions. So now that I am done with my first set of apologies for the episode, let's dive right in to the review portion of the episode and this is where the second set of apologies starts and this is the set of apologies where I apologize for knowing next to nothing about show choir. We are going to start off with the group that competed out of state this past weekend that was Logan's The Class Act at the Linmar Supernova. I said look there are six final spots there are five varsity groups unless something really interesting happens Logan should be in finals and I just have that completely turned against me Logan winds up missing finals at Linmar because not one but two prep groups make finals Uh, the prep groups from both Ankeny Centennial and Cedar Rapids Prairie wound up making finals and for those of you that follow the Iowa scene somewhat you'll know that Prairie has been a pretty good contender in recent years, but based off of their competition results from Linmar, they've definitely stepped it up a notch or two this year. Their varsity group ambassadors stole a caption from Ankeny Centennial, which I think very few people expected them to do. So that was very interesting to see, but rather unfortunate for Logan, and they will look to rebound at their next competitive appearance, which I don't have in front of me. It might be Lacrosse Central on the 28th, but don't quote me on that. I know they'll be in action the first weekend in February. So at the very latest, first weekend of February, but probably before then. Moving on to the competitions that happened 
in the state of Wisconsin. Here we've got results from the Burlington Chocolate City Showcase. In the middle school division, the grand champion was the Fort Atkinson 4th Street Singers, with the first runner-up being Mayville's next edition. In the prep division, Mundelein Reverb claimed the win, followed by Westosha Central. In the women's division, Prebles of Rendezvous took home first place over Fort Atkinson's Lexington Singers. And in the mixed division, the results of the championship sing-off, a.k.a. finals, in 6th place, Hamilton Synergy, 5th place, the Reedsburg Corlears, 4th place, Janesville Craig Spotlighters, 3rd place, Fort Atkinson South High Street Singers, 2nd place, Preble Center Stage, and Grand Champion, Mundelein Sound, Best Vocals, Best Choreography, Best Band, Best Crew, and Best Male Soloist. Lots of things to talk about here. The first thing that I'm going to mention is the one varsity group that did not make finals and that was Mayville's Cardinal Singers. They did at least take away the best female soloist caption with Allie Gorley. That is her second consecutive one of the year and I believe she claimed at least one or two last year as well. So a bright spot for Mayville as well. Who knows Allie Gorley could be this year's Reagan Conklin who just goes on a tear with best female soloist awards. Remains to be seen. I think Mayville is next in action at Sauk Prairie, so we will see what happens there. Also, a little other note on Mayville. I did say in last week's episode that I thought they were a solid five. It turns out that the two groups that I thought were question marks both wound up being even bigger question marks to me in terms of they were better than Mayville. So in a division where there are only seven mixed varsity groups, someone's got to be the bottom group and it wound up being Mayville this time. They still have a finals appearance at Colby this season to hang their hat on. So I, I don't think that this is just going to be one of those just completely terrible pick your phrase kind of seasons for Mayville. I think it's totally salvageable from here on out. I definitely don't think that this is the end of the season for them. Finals placements. Hamilton in sixth. You know, I did say that they were one of the four groups that I thought could contend for the win. I have to eat my words here again. We'll see where things go from here. They're in action at Milton this week, and Milton's going to have a pretty quality live stream, I believe, if things hold up as they do in past years. So even for those of us who aren't able to be at Milton, we'll get a pretty good grasp on Hamilton's show. Uh, Reedsburg in fifth and Craig in fourth. I think that these were a couple of really promising results to me from a couple of groups that kind of ended last year on uneven footing. So that was a really good result, I think, for both of them. Craig especially, I think, after not making any finals last year. And granted, the one time I watched their show was on a live stream. But as long as they took a couple slash a few steps up from last year, I think that It'll be a very good year for Craig. Very excited by this fourth place in finals for Craig. Fort Atkinson with a very solid third place finish. And then Preble, I think, really showing that last year's show was not a fluke. They had struggled to make finals for a few years uh, in the years leading up to the event that we now know as the COVID-19 pandemic. And then they did kind of come out swinging in 2022. They had a really solid show, placed very well in finals at a couple of places and now they go to Burlington to start off 2023 and they come home with a second place. Uh, mind you, their women's group rendezvous also 
winners of the women's division i know there were only two groups there but hey you at least placed above one other group and that's something that you can hang your hat on going into the rest of the competitions so i think preble was one of the real standouts at least in state obviously we'll talk about mundelein in a moment here but preble to me was one of the real standouts probably along with craig of this competition of groups that really made me kind of perk my eyes up and say wow they finished there you know that's a really good sign for them going on to the rest of the season and then obviously your grand champion the mundelein sound taking home pretty much every caption in the books that was offered here i did some cursory research and at least according to myself i could be wrong this is mundelein's first grand championship since 2012 and it is their first under their current director Corey thompson so a big congratulations to everybody over at mundelein there i wasn't at burlington but i can see that uh, it's probably your typical very dangerous mundelein show they'll probably be back in wisconsin I, I think they'd usually go to fort atkinson maybe so you know you'll probably see mundelein at least once more during this competition season actually we're going to take a time out here and speaking about last week we're going to do a little bit of a reverse order here and i'm not going to re-edit this because it's going to be too much work in terms of review i was at the unl midwest cup in lincoln nebraska last weekend if you listened to last week's episode or followed the podcast page on instagram uh, you would have also known that it was very interesting for me to go to a competition in another state and see how they kind of do show choir over there I would say one of the things right off the bat is that I don't know if this is typical for Nebraska or not, but there weren't any paper programs. They just had a QR code with the schedule. I am begging contest directors in Wisconsin, please print a paper schedule. I will buy one at every competition I go to. I want to see who choreographs the groups. I want to see the groups members that are in the groups, like how big the groups are, this and that just the lack of information. And maybe this is just me being a podcast host. It kills me. So please directors, competition managers please print paper programs i will buy one at every competition i go to and i'm sure there are a lot of people who are in the same camp as me as well in terms of the actual show choir thing i thought it was pretty similar to the stuff we see in wisconsin there was one choir they announced that had a wicked theme and i'm like oh my gosh is this like the sock prairie of nebraska it turned out that it wasn't uh, it was just a story show centered around the theme of Wicked and just kind of the central plotline of Wicked in between the two sisters and whatnot with various songs that were not from the musicals. So that was a little bit of a heart racing moment for me. But the real kicker for me was how good everybody was. I would say pretty much everybody from fourth on up in that competition would have, I, I would say the fourth place group, I saw would have been a pretty solid set two at Colby and then the top three groups all probably would have won Colby last weekend the level of show choir out there is just insane and that's a huge shout out to who are those three groups Lincoln Southwest was third Lincoln East was second and then Johnston was first and so a huge shout out to everybody that's involved in all three of those programs. I don't know if there's anybody listening to the podcast from those three. I know I talked to like a Johnston mom and a Lincoln East mom, so maybe, but those three shows were just ridiculous. I thought that Johnston's especially, I think rivaled some of the best shows I've seen live in my lifetime, so it was very good. So anyways, that was just 
Nebraska show choir. And with that, we will get back into what you're all here to listen to. And that is the Wisconsin part of the show choir. We have the Onalaska show choir classic, the results from that prep division. The winner of that was Nina's Act 2, and in second place was Cedar Rapids Jefferson Ovation. In the women's division, the winner was Sauk Prairie's YTBN. Second place was West Salem Vivace, and third place was Milton Octave Above. And the varsity finals results in sixth place, Sparta's Upstage Adrenaline. Fifth place, Monona Grove Silver Connection. Fourth place, Cedar Rapids Jefferson Westside Delegation. Third place, Sauk Prairie Executive Session. Second place, Lacrosse Central Grand Central Station. First place, Bemidji Vocal Motive. The caption breakdown, best vocals went to Sauk Prairie. Best choreography, Bemidji, and also best band goes to Bemidji. Tons and tons to talk about here. Spent a lot of time talking about this competition in last week's episode. Definitely lived up to the hype and then some. Going to start out at the top here, Bemidji. I think that they kind of did what most people expected them to do. They rolled in with a super solid show, and they won the competition. I think the surprising part, perhaps to some people, is that Sock Prairie was able to nab vocals away from them, and I'll talk about that in a little bit. And then going down the line, Lacrosse Central in second place. I think that this is really going to be the season where people are like, okay, Lacrosse Central is back. Like, they went through a couple of years where perhaps they were not as formidable as a competitor as they were for, oh, you know, the last quarter century or thereabouts. But I think that this is the season where people are going to look and people are going to say, okay, the lacrosse central machine is back up and running again. I know it was this big thing my senior year in high school where it was like the first time that they missed finals. I think this was at Logan in like 23 years or something. So anyways, I think that this result especially shows that Lacrosse Central is back. Uh, sandwiched between the two groups that won the vocals and choreography captions, you can't tell me that it's not close. And so the fact that they not just held a candle to Bemidji, that they most likely held multiple slash a handful of candles to Bemidji is a very promising sign for me. The downside of this is we won't see Lacrosse Central in Wisconsin again for the rest of the year, and I will almost tear my hair out about this i would have just loved to see them slice and dice with more groups in state but if that's the way that they choose to go that's the way they choose to go and i wish them all the best in iowa i will still cover them clearly and i'm still very excited to see how they mix and match with all of the iowa show choirs sock prairie third place in the varsity division first place in the women's division i kind of touched on this a little bit in last week's episode but I'm sure that there were people somewhere that were ringing the alarm bells about Sock Prairie after Viterbo. I would like to say that I myself was not one of them. I perhaps came off that way in last week's episode. But there definitely were people that are like, oh no, this is it for Sock Prairie. Fifth place at Viterbo, their women's group lost, yada yada yada, whatever. They definitely put all of those rumors to rest right here and right now at Onalaska. Ladies and gentlemen, we are two weeks into show choir season, and the chaos level is perhaps at mid-season proportions already. This is crazy. This is perhaps one of the wildest seasons I can remember so early in the season, and we've still got literally 
two whole months until the last local competitions wrap up, this is going to be an unbelievable season. I've already had to kind of dispel rumors about some groups and, and this and that, whatever. Sock Prairie, I think, should be, again, in case some people stopped regarding them as a dangerous group, that ends right now. Claiming vocals from Bemidji and the absolute behemoth that is Bemidji is no small feat. So that's that. YTBN comes out on top of the women's division. Everything's settled there. Okay, guys, we get it. Sock Prairie's good. Okay, so nothing has changed from last year. And that's that. So this was Sock Prairie kind of saying to everybody who may have been doubting them after last week, that is that, and we are here to stay. And we'll talk about what that means in the preview section of the episode. Fourth place, Cedar Rapids Jefferson. I think this is the highest I've ever seen a choir place without having a listed director on showchoir.com. I, clearly somebody directs their program. You don't just make finals with nobody directing your program, but it still is incredibly humorous to me that the information is like not publicly available anywhere besides perhaps the programs at on alaska if they printed programs i hope they printed programs please if you don't get that joke rewind like four minutes and realize what i'm talking about fifth place monona grove i think that i personally had them pegged for a little bit higher then again i also didn't know their theme for this year when i did that and so this was a very stacked field, and they'll go into another very stacked field at Milton again. So there's really, you can have a fantastic show and still wind up in fifth in a stacked field. And so placing fifth should not be a discouragement to anybody in or affiliated with Monona Grove. I mean, on Alaska and Milton last weekend and this weekend are two of the most cutthroat competitions in the state. So that, that's just going to happen sometimes. I remember talking to somebody from Monona Grove at Milton in 2020 after they made finals, and she was like, we didn't ever think we would make finals here. And so I'm like, you're there. You've got to start believing in yourself. And so, you know, Monona, like, you're there. Okay, you made finals at Onalaska. And so just keep believing in yourself, trusting the process, and uh, you'll get there. Sixth place. Oh, my goodness. Sparta, Upstage Adrenaline. I would like to take about half credit for this, because if you listened to the season preview episode, I did tag Sparta as one of my five groups to watch, and that was before I knew that they picked up Skylar Erickson, formerly of Cashton, as an assistant director. So that made me doubly say, okay, like this is going to be something really good this year. But then in the Onalaska preview segment, I was like, well, it would be a very big upset if they could wade through this field of varsity choirs and make finals. And by golly, they did exactly that. And so I am going to be so incredibly excited to see their show this upcoming weekend. I cannot tell you how much this just fills my heart with joy that we have a group that started in 2017, did their half decade in the prep division, moved up, and is now not just contending for finals, but is making finals. That is how the process is supposed to work. Sparta has run the process of how to build a program up to this point to perfection. And once you make one finals, the floodgates kind of open. So they are there. They are at that level. People should now be regarding Sparta as a group that can make finals, even at tough competitions like this one. Because who did Sparta beat to make finals? Let's go over the list. West Salem, Milton, Nina, North St. Paul. 
there is not one group among those four that I would consider to be a bottom feeder in the varsity division. Okay, it was not like Sparta just kind of filled out a finals because there was nobody else that kind of wanted it. Two of those groups, actually, let me take that back. Three of those four groups had made finals the immediately preceding week. So it was not like Sparta just beat some run-of-the-mill choirs to get there. I think the bigger thing to me is just how big of an adjustment it was from Colby to Onalaska. Like North St. Paul, third at Colby, Nina, fifth at Colby, neither of them make finals at Onalaska. I don't know if it was just the bump to get one week farther into competition season or what, but clearly success at Colby did not transfer well anywhere across the board because Mayville also missing finals at Fort Atkinson. I don't know if anybody in finals at Colby competed this weekend and made finals somewhere else because who are the other three groups? Onalaska, Toma, and New London. No, so the three groups that made finals at Colby and competed this weekend didn't make finals. So I, I don't know. That's a thing. I don't know if there's anything. It could just be a total coincidence. I'm just pointing it out. With that, we will move into the preview portion of the episode. And boy, this is one of those where we've got three competitions in the state this weekend. I would probably sound like a whiner saying this in Iowa. Oh no, we've got three competitions in the state this weekend. But this is, there is a lot going on in Wisconsin this weekend in terms of show choir. So let's get cracking. These are the episodes to me that are the funnest to do because there's just so much going on. I have so many notes about these things. So here we go. We've got one group that is competing out of state this weekend. That is Toma's limited edition at the West Branch Saturday Night Jive. You may remember that I briefly mentioned this in the season preview episode. And I'm like, oh, I haven't heard about it before. Probably a smaller Iowa competition. Maybe a chance for success in some otherwise crowded finals field. Two things have been flipped on their head since I recorded that. Number one, as it turns out, West Branch is not a small school Iowa competition. There are actually a large number of large and good schools there. Number two, Toma has also vastly outperformed my expectations. So the good news is those two things kind of go in tandem with each other. The lineup for West Branch includes Prairie, whose prep group kicked Logan out of finals this past week. Indianola, Marion, who won a grand championship two weeks ago. The prep group for Linmar, which is one of the top two programs in Iowa right now. And Bettendorf and Western Dubuque and a whole bunch of other schools. So I do think that there are probably about eight or nine groups with a legit shot at finals at this competition. I would say that Toma is definitely one of them. There are a lot of scenarios in which they make finals, and then there are some in which they don't. I personally have them pegged probably somewhere in the 4-6 to six range, so that is just my rough guess kind of throwing a dart at the Iowa scene and saying, here's where I think they might land. So I would say probably 4 or 5-6 to six range, but then also if it winds up being a tougher field and they don't make finals, I don't think that that's entirely out of the realm of possibility either. We're going to start going in-state now, and we're going to start with the smallest competition of the weekend, and that is the West Salem Wonderstruck competition. We've got a middle school portion on Friday, and that includes 
the West Salem Crescendo Group, along with both Onalaska groups in the middle and top of the middle, the Lacrosse Star Power Alpha Group, Meadowview's Adrenaline Rush, and Eau Claire South's Encore. I don't really do middle school predictions because when I try and do them, everything just gets jumbled. I don't know. If you really are that interested, I would say just go off of the Viterbo results and then factor in the groups that didn't compete at Viterbo in there somewhere, such as Eau Claire South. I think they've been pretty decent at Winterfest when they have competed. So, I don't know, throw them in there somewhere. Moving on to the Saturday lineup, in the prep division, we've got Onalaska Express and Bloomington Jefferson Jive. And in the varsity division, we've got Holman Midwest Express, Chippewa Falls Chai High Harmonics, Bloomington Kennedy Rhythm and Gold, Eau Claire North Northern Airs, Eau Claire Memorial Old Abe Show Choir, Bloomington Jefferson Jefferson Connection, and the Onalaska Hilltoppers. While this is the smallest competition of the weekend, this is still the largest field that West Salem has had of their three years of hosting this competition. And I think that that's great for them. Obviously, three years ago, or two years ago, I mean, would have been in COVID times, so that was a smaller competition. And then last year, I think they only drew like eight groups plus middle school, perhaps? Whereas here they're drawing, I think, nine plus like a whole bunch of middle schools on a Friday. So still good on them. In terms of finals, there are seven varsity groups entered. So that means that one will be left out or two if a prep group makes finals. I don't really see either of them making it. So I'm just going to say that there are going to be six varsity groups in finals. In terms of who I think is going to place i would say that on alaska and bloomington kennedy are probably going to have one of those drop down drag out brawls for the win and no i don't mean physically but it's probably going to be close i have heard that bloomington kennedy's show this year is a banger as always they are always such a formidable group and they always have such fun shows i remember passing up the chance to watch them at a competition my freshman year of high school and then everybody else from my choir came back and was like that was so good but also so fun and so I don't think I've missed a chance to see them again when I'm at a competition so anyways I would expect Bloomington Kennedy to be right up there with Onalaska I would say Bloomington Jefferson is probably somewhere in the three to four range in this competition. Maybe they sneak out a two and they beat either on Alaska or Kennedy. I don't think so. And then kind of in that next tier down, I would have Holman, Eau Claire North, and Chippewa Falls. Haven't seen Holman's show yet this year. I thought Eau Claire Memorial and Chippewa Falls were probably fairly close in points at Colby, although I did have Eau Claire Memorial a couple ticks ahead of where Chippewa Falls was at. And then I think that Eau Claire North, if they make finals, it would kind of be more of an upstart bid, but I'm also not ruling that out because I do think that they were only probably a couple ticks behind Chippewa Falls at Colby, and that was two weeks ago now, and a lot can happen in two weeks' time. So those are kind of my spitballing predictions for West Salem. Moving now to the Milton Rock the Rock competition. This is a one-day competition, and so in the women's division, we have Fort Atkinson's Lexington Singers, Chesterton Drifters from Indiana, and Waconia's The Current from Minnesota. 
In the prep division, we have Parkview Pizzazz, Broadhead Guys and Dolls, DeForest DeFortes, and Allen B. Shepard Nova from Illinois. And then in the varsity division, we have Plymouth Momentum, Batavia Swing Singers from Illinois, Chesterton Sandpipers, Glenwood Titan Fever from Illinois, and then Fort Atkinson South High Street Singers, Janesville Craig Spotlighters, Hamilton Synergy, Monona Grove Silver Connection, and the Waconia Power Company. There is a lot going on here. There are choirs from four different states at this competition. That, I think, is a little bit unhinged in the best possible way. So what do we have going on here? At the very top, I think we have Glenwood and Waconia. Glenwood coming off a very solid third-place finish at Mount Zion this past weekend. Who are they behind? Oh, only a couple of the absolute titans of the Midwest, no pun intended, but their group named Titan Fever, in Wheaton, Warrenville South, and Troy Buchanan. Who did they beat? Omaha South, a very formidable Nebraska group, and also Allen B. Shepard, who I will touch on a little bit later. And then we have Waconia, who placed fifth at perhaps the most competitive competition in the Midwest two weeks ago, and then they jumped from third to first to win the Sioux Falls Jefferson Cavalier Classic in South Dakota last weekend. So you have two groups that are coming off really good placements. If I had to give the edge to one, I would give it to Waconia, just because I think they have more of a reputation of competing in Wisconsin, and also wins breed wins so i would give a very slight edge to waconia if i was forced to make a decision which i'm not but i'm telling you anyways chesterton is also coming off a really solid second place to ankeny at oh gosh muscatine i want to say somewhere i had them pegged for like fifth or sixth and then they turned out to be second so i would say chesterton probably has a very formidable show only question is i know that they have run astray of time limits in past is Milton enforcing time penalties slash do they have lots of props that would induce time penalties? That would be the only thing with Chesterton. Didn't Haven't seen their show this year, so I wouldn't know. And then after that, it does start to get a little bit bungled. We have this cohort of groups of groups that made finals last week, and that includes Monona Grove, Fort Atkinson, Janesville Craig, and Hamilton. Three of those from Burlington, one of those from Onalaska. Excluding the three groups that I have already talked about, there are only three final spots left, so something has probably got to give here. Of this group of four, I would say probably Monona Grove and Fort Atkinson would have the strongest shows. Obviously, Fort Atkinson coming out on top of the three that were at Burlington last weekend, and then Monona Grove, I have watched their show via anonymous sources so i would say that i would have fort atkinson and monona grove as the top two there and then craig and hamilton although separated by a placement difference of two at burlington you never know what is in the cards at another week and another competition so i would say perhaps those two would be on the bottom of that group of four and then Groups that haven't made a finals yet this year, Plymouth and then Batavia, who's making their competition debut this season. And then that is the entire varsity division of nine groups. The only other thing that I do want to talk about is Alan B. Shepard, who is competing in the prep division. They kind of came out of nowhere to make finals at Mount Zion last weekend. 
They wound up being fifth in finals at Mount Zion after winning the prep division. It was the first time they had won a prep division since 2019 and the first time they had made a final since 2015. So we'll see if they can hold the momentum for another week. I'll be honest, I think that there are just too many quality groups here for them to make finals. That may just be me being a Wisconsin supremacist. I don't really see it, but if they manage to make another upstart finals bid, who knows? Now we are at the largest competition in the state this weekend, and honestly, probably one of the largest in the entire state this year based off of some of the just schedules and lineups that I've been looking at. Probably definitely the largest going on in one day. We've got 19 groups attending New London. In the middle school division, we've got Bayview making their competitive debut along with the Mayville Next Edition. In the women's division, we've got Sauk Prairie YTBN, Preble Rendezvous, and De Pure Chicago Street Singers. In the prep division, we've got Ashwabanon Encore, Medford Momentum, and Washburn Fire and Ice. And then in this loaded varsity division, we've got Drummond Jack Attack, Sparta Upstage Adrenaline, Green Bay East Rhapsody in Red, Reedsburg Coraliers, St. Francis Bridge Street Singers, Sauk Prairie Executive Session, Green Bay Southwest Spotlight Singers, Burlington Be Jazzled, Mayville Cardinal Singers, Preble Center Stage, and De Pure Jam Session. Where do I think things will fall here? I hate to say it because I, this is going to sound antithetical to what I said earlier in the episode, but I actually am going to try and catch the middle school division and watch it at New London because I'm really excited to see what I think will be a close middle school division. Having seen one show this year and one show last year for both of the groups, I think the middle school division will be really close. Could go either way. In terms of the women's division, you have two divisional winners going at it in YTBN and Rendezvous, so that'll be really fun. And then also Chicago Street Singers making their competitive debut on the season. In terms of the prep division, you've got Ashwabanon, Medford, and Washburn. I've seen two of the shows so far this year. Of the two, I would give a slight edge to Medford and then Washburn. I don't know, wherever they manage to slot in as well. I thought they had a better show than it scored last year, so we'll see. Hopefully they can take a step forward. I think the prep division is also going to be a really fun division to watch. And then we've just got this kind of behemoth of a varsity division. There were only 14 groups that came to this competition last year. Seven of them were in the varsity division, and I think we're at like 11 or 12 for the varsity division here. And so we're going to start at the what I consider kind of the lower end of the varsity division and then kind of work our way up in contrast to what I did for Milton. And so groups that I think are kind of extreme outsiders for finals here, I would say obviously Drummond making their competitive debut. I don't know why they're in the varsity division, like if they just didn't want to compete in prep or didn't feel the need to I don't know uh, we'll see what they put out on stage nobody I think has really seen them besides the people that were at Washburn this year which no discredit to them but that's still kind of like a November version of the show and that could be very different than what happens in January so we'll see what Drummond puts on stage and then Burlington and Green Bay Southwest, I would say also kind of in that long shot category to make finals. I would say neither of them just kind of have the numbers 
on stage to produce the kind of sound and also like visual effects via choreography that you would need to make finals at a competition of this caliber and then here is where things start getting interesting we have this gathering of groups that i think have fairly similar shows in terms of skill level slash performance and in that group we have sparta mayville reedsburg and green bay east and so i've seen two of these shows this year and then the other two have placed in finals that i haven't seen so this group of four i honestly have no idea how it's going to fall obviously reedsburg beat mayville last week but that's about as much as you're going to get from it i have the top two out of this group of four taking the last two final spots so kind of take your two and run with it i really can't give you much direction as to say whose show would be the finals caliber shows out of them and then kind of in this wilderness we have the saint francis bridge street singers i believe fourth place at sioux falls jefferson last week maybe third I don't know. I don't have it up in front of me. Anyways, a very solid finals appearance at Sioux Falls Jefferson last weekend in their competition debut. So that would theoretically put them on very solid footing. The only thing is they came to Wisconsin last year at Sauk Prairie and kind of got blown out of the water a little bit. So we'll see. My guess is that they will continue the momentum and make finals here Last year was a little bit of an aberration for St. Francis, so we'll go with that. So, But where they slot in in finals, I don't really know. I, I can't say I've ever seen a competition in South Dakota, so I can't really gauge the transitiveness of going from South Dakota to Wisconsin. And I think I just made up a word, too. And then kind of in this next tier up, we're getting into that top three or four groups in finals we have De Pere and Preble I have seen one of the shows in this group this year and the other one has placed first runner-up at a competition they split the captions last year at this competition I expect it'll be very close again I was very impressed with what I saw out of De Pere live and I was very impressed with what I saw out of Preble placement wise so again I think that this one could go either way as well and then at the top, I do have Sauk Prairie Executive Session. I really don't think that Onalaska was a fluke. I think that they are capable of placing well slash winning in this case pretty much anywhere they go. So I would put Sauk kind of at the top of this mound of close to a dozen varsity choirs. So that would be how I would have New London going into it. However, and this goes for the entire preview portion my track record is not the greatest, so take it with a grain or a teaspoon or a tablespoon of salt. And if you're into making predictions and or the showquire.com prediction game, you are welcome to take my advice or not. Uh, but that is my disclaimer for predictions. As I have referenced previously a little bit, I will be at the New London competition in some capacity. I for sure will not be there for finals. I'm hoping to get there for the entire prelim round. I don't think that's going to happen. I might miss the last one or two prelims performances, but we will see. I am going to try and track down a few people for interviews. Have not reached out to anybody yet, so that is my bad before the competition. But 
we'll see hopefully i can get some emails fired off this monday night so hopefully tomorrow or something like that uh, the interview episode from colby and green bay east i thought is doing pretty well numbers wise so hopefully you guys like that and as always if you have feedback on it please let me know i would love to hear feedback on if the interview segments are good if you would like something different out of them something like that and along those lines if you would like to share the podcast with other like-minded show choir people within the state of wisconsin or who have an interest in show choir in the state of wisconsin it would be greatly appreciated most groups have made their competitive debut by this point of the season the third weekend of january so pretty much everybody who's involved in the scene is getting going with it by this point in time and if you know somebody who you feel like would be enriched with more show choir knowledge please feel free to let them know about the download. As always, if you have any questions, comments, or thoughts about the download, please feel free to email the podcast, wishowchoir at gmail.com, or if email isn't your thing, there's also an Instagram page for the podcast at wishowchoir. I do try and do some unique stories and stuff like that on Instagram, so that's a little bit of a bonus there. So, Thank you so much for listening to this episode number 49. And until next time, this is William Soki saying goodbye until the next Wisconsin Show Choir download. Mm-hmm.